The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! This is Homeboy88 for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts, except Walmart. Never Walmart. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection. You can tell the way he walked with the ring that Brian Danielson is in the ring with purpose. Couple of questions. Number one, there was speculation that after the loss to Daniel Garcia that you were not a 100%. That's number one. And number two, after that match, Garcia has now said that you can call him the Dragon Slayer and he is here to not only defeat you, but maybe end your career. To be honest, I've been wrestling almost 23 years. I don't know if I will ever be 100%. But I don't need to be 100%. I need to live 100%. And there is nothing that makes me feel more alive than being in this ring.
And that said, I will never willfully stop wrestling. Daniel Garcia said, if I get in the ring with him, he wants to slay the dragon, end my career. Do you know what? Somebody's gonna have to damn end my career because I will not leave this ring on my own. But my career will not end this Wednesday. Hold up, 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 hold up. The self-styled Dragon Slayer, Daniel Garcia, who will meet Brian Danielson in the best two out of three falls match this Wednesday. Brian, it's no secret, Brian Danielson is my hero. You're my hero, Brian. But it sounds like to me that my hero is prepared to lose. It sounds like to me that my hero is coming up with excuses. And I don't know how many times we can put up with this. You retire, you come back. You retire, you come back. You can't keep putting me through this, Brian. It hurts me. And when you hurt me, that makes me want to hurt you too. And when you step in the ring with me next week, I am going to hurt you. I'm gonna hurt you even worse than before. I'm gonna hurt you so bad that I end your career. And you're not just gonna have to call me the Dragon Slayer. You're gonna have to call me the greatest technical sports entertainer on the planet. You know, I'm okay with uh, people saying they're gonna end my career. Ever since I came to AEW, I've been talking about violence. I love violence. And violence begets violence. But do you know what really pisses me off? Is that sports entertainment bullshit. I know what Chris Jericho's been shoving down your throat. And it's that sports entertainment crap. Do you know what, do you know this kid? Daniel Garcia is one of the people I mentioned first when I talked about starting the Blackpool Combat Club. And do you know why? Do you know why? Because I saw him at 21 years old go 60 minutes in front of 250 people showing the best wrestling technique I had seen in a young talent in years. So let me ask you this question. This is something that I want you to think about this Wednesday when I'm stomping your damn face in, okay? Do you want to be the best technical sports entertainer on the planet? Or, or, look at me when I talk to you. Look at me. If I was your hero, do you want to be the best technical wrestler in the world. And I'll leave that up to you. The American Dragon and the Dragon Slayer on a collision course. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And tonight, your host, Kyle Kudinali.
welcome to the PWC Friday Night Carnage. Part of your two-piece feed Fridays because we got two shows on the same night. I'm your host Jimmy T, or is it Trust Buster J? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. But my co-host, he's known as the, the foreign object. He's known as Evil Dose. But better yet, he's known as Jeff Lippman. Welcome back to the Friday Night Carnage. And I see we both came up with similar names. I mean, your trust busted open? Yeah, I, well, I, I mean, you know, I did trust busted for the trust busters. And then I remember, isn't there a busted open radio? So I'm like, I trust yeah. busted open. And there's, you know, there wasn't blood tonight, but there's been a lot of blood this week. Um, you know what? The, the, the carnage hasn't unfolded. It's great to be back. Uh, it's been a long time since I watched AEW Dark, Dark, Darker Than Dark, So Very Dark, The Bats with Echo Location, Can't See Where They're Going. You dark. did? Tonight. You actually you watched looked, it? Yeah, tonight. I just did it. Like seven hours worth of it. Uh, uh, wow. It ended with Orange Cassidy versus Davari. Because this, this, was, this was not a B show. This was like a, a huge show. And well, please, you know what? I've been meaning to watch some Darks. Right, I really, I really, you know, part of me wants to watch it and even review it in many ways, right? But is there anything worth tuning in for week in, week out? Is there any, like, important, shall I say, I don't want to say feuds because there isn't, but, like, anything noteworthy, like, that you should actually catch week in, week out? Maybe, maybe I should clear up that that was a joke. I've never oh, watched Dark or Dark I Elevation. Serious, I was saying the Rampage was so bad and such a low-level show that I felt like I was watching Dark, Dark, Darker Than Dark, So Dark That Bad with Echolocation couldn't say. Well, to be fair, it started off pretty strong. I mean, we, you know, Brian Danielson, if you want to call it strong, right? No, I do not, um, obviously. Look at my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't understand. Let's Ding actually dong, get into this. Hello? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Ding dong, hello? I need to get that. you got to thank Bailey for that. Hopefully she brings that back. But uh, yeah, as I was saying, Rampage kicks off with Brian Danielson making his way to the ring for an interview with Tony Schiavone. Brian says nothing makes you feel more alive, <clears throat> excuse me, than being in the ring, in this ring in particular, apparently. He will never willfully stop wrestling. Daniel Garcia will not end his career next Wednesday at Dragon Slayer. What the fuck? Let's hope. Then, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Daniel Garcia interrupts and says Brian was his hero but his hero is coming up with excuses and preparing to lose Brian flip flops on retiring hurt him and that makes him want to hurt Brian he's going to end Brian's career and Brian will have to call him the greatest technical sports entertainer on the planet Brian says he's sick of the sports entertainment bullshit Brian wanted Garcia in the Blackpool Combat Club because of his expert wrestling technique when Brian is stomping Garcia's face in next Wednesday Garcia will need to decide if he wants to be the best technical sports entertainer on the planet or the best technical wrestler in the world. Brian drops the mic and leaves. Garcia to think about it. No, no, go for it. This reminds me of when it was like 1984 and my grandfather suffered a heart attack while he had colorectal cancer and fell into a a coma in the hospital. And I was there looking nervous. And the, the doctor and the nurse says, that's not love. That's not how you show concern when somebody hurt you that you love and I said well what do you do and they said we'll show you and the nurse tagged in the doctor the doctor climbed up on the top of the closet and did a little bit of perfect macho man elbow right right <laughs> to my grandfather and that was it I'm like you're right when when somebody's hurting they loves you what you do is you hurt them more exactly this promo is so stupid 
Brian Danielson's, you know, for Brian Danielson to attack the sports enter the the sports entertainer versus the professional wrestler feud is the stupidest feud of all time. It was stupid for it's the same it's thing. Even, it's even <laughs> stupider now that they say wrestler. This is on the same level of stupidity, but more so because it's on a larger audience than when you had Honor No More still feuding with people in Impact, pretending to be a Ring of Honor invasion in Impact. And then Ring of Honor gets bought by Tony Khan and they start promoting Ring of Honor events. So you know that it's not Honor no more because there actually is a Ring of Honor now because the whole storyline is there's no Ring that is Ring of Honor invasion. Well, no, it's not. Uh, I mean, so mm. it, it undercut the story. And this is so anyway. D Daniel Garcia is still, you know, I mean, I guess he's getting better with promos, but you know, when a robot becomes a real boy, I suppose that's that that's progress. But still, so what? And. Uh, at, Everyone tonight looks so small and dainty, except for Keith Lee. Yeah, I mean, uh, speaking of robotic, you're right. I mean, Garcia is very monotone, man. Yeah. Which I don't like. It's just very unnatural. He just, uh, look, he has improved, like you said. He's he's much better in his promo game, but at the same time, still very monotone. I guess, you know, he can work out those kinks moving forward. But, uh, yeah, I didn't give a shit about this feud. I don't care. Danielson should whoop his ass. The problem here is, do we get Garcia eventually joining the Blackpool Combat Club, Jeff? I, I think so, but I don't care about it. And and he, Brian's not going to whoop his ass because it's two out of three matches. Have you ever seen right. one just go 2-0? and oh? Maybe once in 30 years. I remember one that went 2-0 and oh and did go to then resolve in all three in the all three falls. Yeah, and no, I agree, man. And honestly, Jeff, I'm going to say this straight up now. Ever since SummerSlam, I feel like WWE, the momentum is just beyond night and day right now. I feel like WWE is actually the better show lately than watching anything of AEW this week. I SmackDown mean, was fun. SmackDown was good. SmackDown and, and was great. I, I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed SmackDown, but we'll get into that after this show. And I but, don't get uh, yeah. I know not everyone does, but I like NXT. I want to watch. Like I said, I, I want to watch it, but it's just the time. Oh, we got we got Jargo in the house. Rampage makes me feel like I have ADHD. <laughs> well, yeah, it could I have mean, been worse, Jargo. I mean, you're just a few letters away from making it worse. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to covering Rampage for ChannelAttitude.com with you, Jargo, tomorrow night for Uncaged or tomorrow during the day. This, this, is, but, his uh, test, right? this is his practice session, Jargo. He'll be better tomorrow. Yeah, listen, I'm just trying to get through it because I just watched it, you know what I mean? So I want to fucking review it while I can, mm -hmm. but uh, <laughs> what the Exactly, hell? that's exactly right. Right. You have them all represented, and it, and it was represented tonight, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. But yeah, like I said, I, I just feel like watching WWE week in, week out lately has been the better shows, like even... I don't know what it is, man. Like Dynamite is just everything about AEW right now just feels very stale. I know what it is. It's a, I mean, the thing that everyone was saying about AEW has has taken root because of two things. One, they keep trying to shock you, and they keep trying to shock you, shock you, shock you for so long. They've been using these stipulations, stipulations, blood, 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 spot, 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 and it it was already getting old. But because WWE was so stale. It's like, eh, okay, yeah, you know, it's like watching Tom and Jerry fight every week. It's still funny. Uh, but now there's 
energy with WWE. It, it's Absolutely. less predictable. You don't know who's going to show up. Even if you do, you don't care because you want to see how they're going to be presented. Most people knew the top dollar was at SmackDown tonight. Not everyone knew Ashanti the Adonis. I didn't know B-Fab was there also. Hey, I but- called it. I said it on the skirmish, actually, that, that um, uh, what's it called? He wrote was going to be on SmackDown. I said it. It's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah, and but you still don't know how they were going to be presented, how they were going to be received, and you know, right. and how they were going to work because, yeah, well, we'll we'll talk about SmackDown later. But the thing, there's energy and the, and there's anticipation for the unknown with WWE, and like every little change that's for the better, you know, it it, it is it is a better produced product. And it doesn't try to shock and awe you, so that when it does try to shock and awe you, it generally will work. Where I mean, I think the AEW would actually have to use like medieval weapons to to shock you now. Well, good example. At least WWE don't you know blow their load all on one show. For example, we had Hit Row and SmackDown, you know, coming back this you know tonight. The week before, we had you know Killer Cross. We had Dexter Loomis on Raw. At least they're doing that, you know, every week we're getting little, you know, comebacks here and there. Whereas, you know, AEW loves to just blow the load, everyone, all in one show, just bang, you know, lights but, out, everything. But they're still getting and, people. It's just the people are, are, are like below bottom of the bar. I mean, we'll, we'll get to it. But, I mean, I still cannot get over the quote this week where Tony Khan said, I only have five hours of television, which I'm not sure what, what five hours he's talking about because there's three as far as I can tell. Um, per week. He wasn't talking about this particular week with Battle of the Belts and the YouTube shows. I mean, sometimes they go two or three hours. Anyway, not important. He said, I'm having trouble getting everyone on TV. Well, just this week, you added this group called the Trust Busters. You're having Dragon Lee in your tournament. You're having Aussie Open in your tournament. You brought in Eric yeah. here probably for a one-off. I mean, you're doing all of the... And then you bring in somebody who's supposed to be a celebrity that nobody's heard of. I mean, well, who the hell was that guy? I don't no, even know who the fuck that was. I mean, at least I've heard of Logan Paul, but I mean, yeah, it, it, it literally looked like off the rack Pat McAfee. I, I had no fucking clue who the hell that guy. And if you didn't have a clue, then we all don't have a clue because look, I'll say one thing about that guy, whatever his name was. He actually had he actually was not a not bad promo for for a newbie. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it well, looked sure. like he knew what he was kind of doing. But, uh, and Jago saying in there, yeah, no, but I still don't know who the fuck that is. Jago says AEW feels like the New Japan version of NXT 2.0. <laughs> I mean, there's something to that, actually. Well, I mean, that, that's that's a good thing either, Jeff. I, I can't comment on I don't watch it. I don't watch New Japan. I, I you know, I could play well, along. Think yep. about it. You don't like New Japan? Think of it. They're, well, New Japan's strong is essentially there. NXT in, in some ways, right? Yeah, well, that has much more of an NXT kind of feel without any entertainment. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's get into the first matchup, actually, Jeff. Let's do it. Because it is between Sammy Guevara and Tay Mello. Now, before I continue... You don't want me to mention how uh, Cole Carter was also added within the last few weeks to create less TV time for a nobody? Oh, yes. Continue on, please. Cole Carter. No, 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 that's no, 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 no. Please. I mean, what was his name? Two Dimes, whatever the dimes, fuck his right. name is. Yeah, how many times I can say he sleeps with the fishes? Um, oh, was that the first down. match? Was the first match the, the, uh, the, 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 yeah, the no, AAA 
intergender tag team titles. Did you even know such a thing yes. existed? No, I didn't. Actually, I did know that Sammy Guevara and Taya Conti or Tay Mello, whatever the fucking name is, were the intergender, the AAA intergender champions. I knew that much. I didn't think they were going to be defended on AEW television, though. Well, everyone has to have a title. You know how that is. I, I, You're right. Do the match, because I have, I have a few comments on the side from whatever. But, but. Well, I'm not going to go blow for blow, but um, essentially, look, we, 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 Sammy Guevara and Tate Mello defeat Dante Martin and Sky Blue to retain the AAA World Mixed Tag Team Championships. Hometown hero Dante came close to winning with the Canadian Destroyer on Guevara. Using Mello's back as a springboard into it, the finish came when Tay Mello knocked out Sky Blue with a Tay KO and pinned her. And that was it. I mean, not bad match. I mean, it is what it is. Wasn't a good match. But it, it, was, it, was, it was all right. It was all right, man. I mean, I'm not going to totally piss on it. It was just, it was all right. How many times do we need to hear the people from commentary talk about how special and the specialness of Dante Martin to see him lose? I couldn't care less. And he lost in his freaking hometown once again. And he got a good reaction in Minnesota. I don't know. I just felt with like between Daniel Garcia and yes, I love him, but Brian Danielson and then then the, this group. I mean, I just felt like I was and I just turned from SmackDown where I was watching full grown men fight. Yeah. Um, and, and full grown women. What a great match, by the way. Uh, that, we'll get into that. But I mean, all night. The and, and then I see like like a show full of 175 pound people. I'm just like, how's this on TV? Yeah, no, you're right. And 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 it's really starting to show, man. Now that WB is starting to get their shit together, it's really starting to expose AEW in many ways, Jeff, I feel. And it's really making me like, I don't want to say poo-poo it, like, but it's like, why would I want to watch that crap when, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like WB is just more compelling right now. And like you said, at least we've got grown men in one company and we got all the midgets in another. So, I mean, TK can think all he wants about his roster and how it's a star-studded roster. But if you want to break it down, if you want to really break it down, what, Danielson, Punk? Are you Ben Jericho? Are you the biggest names? And let's be honest, even them three don't feel like big stars in AEW compared to when they were in WWE. And all over 43 and all injury. And riddled. that too. Absolutely. You're right. Spot on. Exactly. The They're level. finished. They're, they washed up, really, when you think about it, dude. That's that's the truth. Whether yeah. people wanted to hear that or not, but that's it is what it is. Then your next level of star, I, I guess, is Omega uh, yeah. and the box. And I'm a mega mark, man, but I'm just being honest, you know what I mean? It is what it is. Adam Cole and Moxley. Most of those people are also injured. Oh, yeah, Moxley, right. Not Moxley so much, though. He's, I mean, he said strange things like MRSA and, and rehab, and hopefully he stays healthy. I mean, Christian, is he? I mean, is he? I, I guess Ricky Starks maybe is. is Starks. Uh, also had injury problems, but he, but he seems okay. I, I don't know. Who, who, who's next? I mean, Miro's not even in my thought process now. Malachi isn't in my thought process. Uh, Andrade and Rush aren't in my thought. The Lucha Brothers are below them. I... Oh, my God. The Lucha Brothers are the biggest jobbers. Like, when I say biggest jobbers, they're the most... Well, how do I put it? Like, these guys are full-blown jobbers, but, gl like, glorified stars, and I use that term literally, like, glorified stars. The perception is they're big names, but really they're not. 
I mean, what are they? They just job out. The same time, look, man, I'm glad you brought up uh, what's it called, the Lucha Brothers, because look at Penta, all right? He went from being Penta Dark, now he's back to Pentagon normal, right? Right. You forgot Penta Oscura in there. Well, that's what I meant by dark. Oscuro oh. is dark, right? That's oh. what I meant, right? Oh. So people, for our non-Spanish, you know, understanding fans out there who don't know what Oscuro is, mm. it doesn't mean obscure. It means dark. Oh, okay. Just quietly. Same with Greek. In Greek, it means the same thing too. Scuro. Oh, wow. That's how you say it in Greek, dark. So not Oscuro, just Scuro. Is that the same for like Oscar the Grouch? Um, Oscar the Grouch. That's that's he, how you would say. He's it, green. Um, yeah, he is. But he might. He but green. he has a sort of dark heart. Yeah, you'd call him a heel, sort of. You could, but he loves trash. So maybe he's actually a hero. Maybe he's just the hero we need these days. Anyway, I th I think I'm digressing. But it's more compelling than AEW right now. But the thing about Penta is he's as dumb as Aaliyah because, I mean, even dumber because he's been wearing a he's mask. He's the dumbest dickhead. He's yeah. been wearing a luchador mask for, what, his entire career, which has to be 15 years now, and he, he still doesn't know how to tie it properly and deal with oh, those stupid ribbons. You know the old saying, Jeff, fool me once, shame on me. You know what I mean? Shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. How many times has this idiot been fooled? That's what I'm talking about. He, he like, should have the best of the masters. I mean, and plus Jeff. he's wearing face paint, so who cares? Well, at this point, they, they they've killed him. Just release these guys. Let him go back to me. Forget it. I, I don't even know how I was a fan of these guys. From being a fan of these guys years ago, when I thought they were the shit. You know what I mean? Like I thought they were the future of professional wrestling. When they hit boy, their shit, it hits good. No, I know that. I I know that. I'm just saying that just to you know add a little drama to the to the show. Obviously. But I compare but, him to Aaliyah, which is never a good thing, but that's because she fell for Lacey Evans' right cross three three weeks in a row. I mean, so the woman the has one right. and, you, and you know she's coming at you with the woman's <laughs> right, and and you don't plan for that by, by week three? Come on, you're an idiot. Same as Banta. So maybe him and Aaliyah should get married. A little cross-promotional romance. Well, it's just like Buddy Matthews standing there while Sting was getting up in the coffin. Same thing, yeah, but, but he was at least pretending to look the other way for part of it because he has no peripheral vision. Because a wrestler, especially a high flyer, can't have any peripheral vision <laughs> or detect movement in, in a box uh, that's shaking when something's moving in it. <laughs> that's a good one, man. What I love about you, Jeff, the way you say things, right? It's like you're so a matter of fact, mm -hmm. but really, you're not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh. But yeah, that's gold, man. Ah, look, it is what it is. I don't even know why I'm bitching. But you know what? We're gonna get from more from bitching to even more bitching because we get Parker Bordeaux defeating Sunny Kiss. Now, mm. did, did they pronounce his last name differently? Like Bordeaux? Bordeaux. Uh I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I was really just trying to get the feel of this whole thing. And all I know is that the the announcers on commentary did a really good job here because you can't call Sonny he because he goes right. by she so they kept calling so what about Sonny or the athlete but with when they, it's really hard to when you can't use pronouns to to do commentary and they succeeded because when they talk about Parker Boudreau they would say he you know they they were so they they managed to do it so kudos to them I mean I don't think the world should have to operate that way um no. but but I suppose that they did and and gold star on that but 
this match was this, this match was. I mean, neither one of them are good wrestlers. I don't, you know. But Sonny Kiss waited two years to be on TV and got beaten two minutes, and that's not the end of Sonny's story for the night. Uh, a little bit of a surprise, but exactly like a surprise, like who gives a fuck? Oh God! This so basically this match was nothing. This pretend this match never happened because of later on. Right, uh, right, and Parker devastated Sonny, but. Apparently, Sonny was able to shake it off, um, you know, within 40 minutes. But, you know, Parker has about four moves. Um, I'm an it, idiot, Jeff. I just want it, to put it out there. <laughs> but continue, yeah. and I'll tell you why. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's he's a very compact 313 pounds. If he's really 313. Very compact. This conversation. Body much more like Otis than Brock Lesnar's. Uh, I know. With, I take dude, everything what I said back, dude, completely. I'm still a fool. A big, still a big, thick nah. guy, but not not an His body sucks. Yeah, he's got a weird body, um, and he doesn't have a lot of moves. And you know, I'm not saying he should have been released by WWE. I'm he should I'm have saying, been, but I understand why they <laughs> did. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's developmental, and he had more than one segment on tonight, and that that that's a. That, you know, that would have been fine for one of their YouTube shows, but Rampage isn't supposed to be a B show. It's supposed to be a continuation of the A show. Supposed to be. And sometimes right. it is, right? I mean, some weeks they decide to do that, and then other weeks it's like dark. Here's a glorified dark. It felt at least like a B-plus show when it when it was the Team Tasha, when it was like, you know, yeah. when it was Keith Lee and Swerve and Hobbs and Sp- Starks were basically, and everyone's like, oh, they're, they're putting all those guys on, on, on Thunder. It was better then. You know the, the show was Absolutely. better, um, but sometimes you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yes, good good point. I mean, it's true. I mean, shit, Thunder beats this shit any day. Well, I I always liked the Dungeon of Doom, so Thunder was my jam. So <laughs> I loved Thunder, dude. I thought Thunder wasn't as much of a bad show. I mean, I was hyped when Thunder first debuted because I really wanted another show like like Nitro. You know what? And Thunder, uh, look, going back on, you know what I was doing actually yesterday. Something you're doing now, smoking pot. Well, yeah, (laughs) but not exactly. I was actually watching. (laughs) I was actually. (laughs) I was actually watching old Raven, uh, like uh, you know, from his run in WCW because I feel Raven's run in WCW is so overlooked. I think it was much better than people give it credit for. You know what I'm saying? I actually loved his run in WCW, and I just loved the way they presented him to an extent, even compared to ECW, because I hated the fact that you'd come out to, you know, in ECW, you got to keep him separated. Uh, it's just, that's no, more Johnny Polo than Raven to me. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, he I think he was had more of the Nirvana, Pearl Jam vibe in, in Absolutely. WCW, and it was different there. The, the problem for him was that it was Horseman, NWO, NWO, Wolfpack, you know, True. even LWO, they had they had so many, too many yeah. that you know the, the the Ravens group sort of felt like the misfits, like the outcasts, uh, well, and they were, but they were right, right, but they didn't they didn't get the time. You couldn't treat them as badasses because the badasses were the NWO, and if the badasses weren't the NWO, they had to be the few faces that were still on WCW, or occasionally when they let the Horsemen look, you know, reasonably strong, uh, which was rare. <laughs> That's true too. Uh, and you know what? Going back on that quickly, he was protected from the NWO when you think about it. 
he never, except for the start, at the very start when he debuted, they were teasing like a kind of NWO feud. But like after that, it never nothing ever happened from it. He wrestled. And he was like, he was, Sting was in the rafters, and and he would hang out in the corner, sitting there watching. Well, yeah. Quote to Raven, "Nevermore." I mean, huh. come on. But 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 anyway, my point was, his his run was very underappreciated. I actually enjoyed it because they were telling the story of Raven at least. You know his backstory. Well, they tried to anyway. Um, I, I forgot what my point was, why I brought up Raven. But the point is, you Rampage like does. R yeah, Rampage I love Thunder, Thunder. Thunder. Yeah, it's and look at it. The way they present Rampage, think about it. You see, like, thunderstorms in the background. It's like, it's don't want to be thunder, dude. Dynamite is nitro. No doubt about it. I mean, mm -hmm. dynamite, nitro, boom, right? Mm. So, I mean, it's the same shit, but. Thunder at least had that aesthetic. It felt like a different show. You would see thunderstorms in the back. You know, when they were doing their promos in the middle of the ring, it'd be dark and you'd see the lights flashing like it's thunder. You know what I mean? I kind of like that shit. Whereas Rampage, it looks like dynamite. It doesn't feel like dynamite. Listen, this is, this would be if on Thunder, that's where the only play, the, the only people you got were La Parka, Super Crazy, and El Dandy. You know, the, the, I was thinking and, of and, and occasionally Billy Kidman. I mean that that that's what they're giving us. They're they're giving us the bottom of the bottom of the card, and like your star would be Disco Inferno. That 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 Thunder wasn't like that. I mean, at least you were it getting Kevin Sullivan. Like you getting the Faces of Fear. You'd <laughs> you get DDP. You'd yeah. get fucking Sting. Like every you know couple of weeks, even the NWA, you would even get Hollywood Hogan. Right, every now and then, but you, you but you get Buff and Norton. Absolutely vicious and delicious. I mean, how can you not be a fan of them too, man? Come on. I mean, you you would get you would get real shit on Thunder here. You, would, you know, definitely here here it's like this is where the LWO and the four guys who lost from Ravens flock would would be, and then you know <laughs> Alex Wright and Disco Inferno. I mean that that's <laughs> that's what this rampage felt like. Hey, I used to love Alex Wright when he used to come out dancing like this, man. I don't know I why, but I was a fan of his. I hate him, but Disco Inferno doing the same thing. Loved it. This guy was over. You can't deny it, dude. I didn't care if he was a jobber. Everybody was it. fucking dancing. Right, exactly. I mean, the second you hear that, and then this girl feels. How's my hair? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, come on, man. You can shit on Grand Gilberti all you want, but uh, I'm not saying you. I'm just saying to our listeners. But, man, you know, he was a mainstay in WCW and was always. On the main shows, I mean, let's be honest. It's, you know what I mean? He was. Sure. Heck, he was even Wolfpack for a little while, if you want to call him that. Basically, he was playing, uh, what's it called? Um, oh, my God. Since Sammy Zayn. He was playing Sammy Zayn, basically. Uh, yeah. That's what he was doing. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, let's, let's move on. Um, mm -hmm. Let's go back to Parker Bordeaux against Sonny Kiss right. or Bordeaux, whatever you want to say his, his last name is. Uh, yeah, Bourjois ends up, you know, dominating against Sunny Kiss. Big whoop because we'll see more of that later on. But Andrade why and Rush. Why is Slim J hired? Why, why do they need to hire this clown? Who? Slim J. Who is Slim J? Is it, you know who, who I thought it was for a minute? Do you remember um, Gallows and uh, Terry Gordy's son? No, I don't. 
But you know who I thought it was the first? I thought it was Danny Rivera or Danny Limelight the first time I saw him. But I'm like, no, that's totally not. No, no, no. Limelight's a lot darker. And he's got a beard, doesn't he, Danny Limelight? Oh, you can shave a beard. And he's Puerto Rican, bro. Danny Limelight's Puerto Rican. I know that. But when I first saw this guy, I thought he was too. I don't know what what he is or isn't. But that's who I thought. But apparently Slim J's been around a while. Or Jay Slim. I've never heard of him. And whatever it is. Slim or Slim J. What the fuck is it? Nobody cares. No, well, first of all, do you remember the movie White Boys, Jeff, back in the day? Please do. Please tell I, me. I, know, do. I remember White Chicks. Okay, there's a movie called White Boys, right? Uh-huh. I know Jaga knows it because it was filmed in Iowa. It's about, you know, white. Like, oh, white oh, yeah. It's basically, you know, white kids, if you want to call it that, you know, want to be black, basically, right? They, mm-hmm. they want to be gangsters, they want to move to Chicago. Because Chicago is hard, man. It's gangster compared to Iowa. You know, it's a funny movie though if you watch it. But there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like things to learn about life if you watch that movie. If you look at it, you know, a certain way. Anyway, that's what this reminded me of. This group reminds me of the white boys from that movie. It's just so fucking stupid. Like well, what this group is is that Tony Khan actually created an avatar character of himself. And made him an obnoxious jobber. I mean, there's something Jungian in that whole thing. Can you tell me what does trust busters even mean? Yes, this Ari Davari's trust finally kicked in. So now he's got the money. He's investing in professional wrestling. So do, do, do we not? Do we not say? I mean, why else would you do yet another big money thing? I mean, big money Matt Hardy didn't work. Big money Andrade is still failing, and somehow is still. It hasn't quite died yet, uh, and and now you bring in another big money. Meanwhile, you have you have at least three recruitment angles. You have Davari recruiting, you have Stokely Hathaway retru- recruiting, and QT Marshall recruiting on the same shows. This is fucking sad. First of all, you know what it is. It's all because of the trio belts. They're they're just trying to build all these fucking trios. Whatever. You know what? If it was all about the trio belt, they're trying to do it. At least make it a tournament of 24 teams and make it last to two pay-per-views. I mean, it's like right. eight teams, and, and one of them's not even an AEW team. One of them is this trust buster group that just got here, and one of them is Dragon Lee, who's not even under contract. I'm not even sure Roosh is under contract. But I mean, you could have you could have had this go along. You could why isn't you know, well, they're not Tully Blanchard Enterprise anymore, the Enterprise. The embassy. Why aren't they in this? I mean, why don't you have Dalton Castle and the boys, the Ring of Honor True. trios, champions in this? Um, I mean, there's so many things that there's so many teams they could have put in this. Why are they rushing to get this done by all out? Isn't Punk versus Moxley big enough for that show? I mean, you could have your your you could have your quarterfinals. Half your show is booked if you have four you know trios matches in that, or just do two, whatever. I don't care. Do you know one for Dynamite, one for Rampage? Two on on uh, all out. You know he's going to have thirteen matches on. So there's two of your matches, and then then it continues, and then your finals are, are in November. I mean, it's easy booking, and it and it's, it, it it actually helps you. It actually saves you time. Don't talk logic, Jeff. Please. Right. Sorry. <laughs> he's AEW we're talking about. You know, book yeah, of the year. I'm, shit. My bad. I'm me. Just saying. <laughs> There's no this logic on this show. This isn't live. Oh, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, everyone, ignore that. Yeah, <laughs> didn't happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> and we still do have listeners and viewers, actually, shall I say, wow. right now. Anyway, um, Andrade and Rush plan to win the trios titles. Apparently, it looks like Private Party want a shot at Keith Lee 
and Swerve Strickland for the AEW tag titles. I kind of liked. Uh, was it what's what's that private party member's name? It wasn't Cassidy. Queen. It was the other one. Who? Isaiah Cassidy. Cassidy. Isaiah Cassidy. That's it. I kind of liked that little bit of attitude, man. I, I kind of like seeing that. What I liked is that the Butcher and Blade couldn't be there live, so they had cardboard cutouts of them just standing there. Nice. Yeah, literally, like, but not really. They were just sitting there, <laughs> like, doing nothing. I mean, yeah, look, I don't know where we're going with this, but essentially, I guess, uh, why is this Andrade thing even still going on when Los, well, sorry, was it La Faccion Ingobernable? Is that, is that what it is now? La Faccion Ingobernables. You're the, you're the right. Spanish expert. I just said it. You just repeated what I said. But anyway, yeah. the point is, why is there still an Andrade family, whatever the fuck it is? I don't Jeff? know. I thought, I thought he fired them like weeks ago. This is so like the Dark Order. They break up 50 times, but they're still together. It's like there's, 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 a, there's a lot of dysfunctional relationships in AEW. Dude, it's getting worse every week, Jeff. I'm telling you. I'm going to start hating this this company in it's, general. It's like, like a really 1971 bad. like stalker ballad from Motown. It's like the <laughs> shy lights. Oh, girl, I'm in trouble if you leave me now. Who's going to oh, make God. good love to me? Who's going to cook my breakfast when you're not around? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what's funny, dude? Looking at this, the rundown sheet right now, we go from bad, bad, to even better right now because we get the gun club defeating Beardhausen as Eric Redbeard was too powerful for their ass boys early on. But then Housen tagged himself in as Colton and Austin dominated him until Redbeard got the hot tag. He ran over the ass boys and almost won with a spinning heel kick. But Dan Housen tagged back in as Daddy Ass got involved, allowing the ass boys to use the famous side to put Dan Housen away for the pin. One, two, three. What was the point of Beardhausen? No idea. I hope for Rowan's sake this was a one-off, but if I want to be realistic and honest, he got Please. zero response from that crowd. Um, zero. And the only reason I know he got zero response is because Brian Danielson got a response. Otherwise, I would think he got the same response as everyone else, which was pretty much zero because that crowd was dead. It was pretty dead Wednesday night, too. But it was it was by the time Rampage came around, it was really dead. They were they were good for Brian, but that's about it. Yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely. Um, I'm hearing Redbeard could possibly go back to WWE even, dude. I I hope he does for his sake, because I mean, obviously they don't respect him in AEW, but obviously they didn't respect him in WWE, but it's a it's a new regime, so we'll see. Um I mean I don't know. At least big men are not generally the butt of the jokes historically in WWE. At least, not, in AW. at least not consistently. <laughs> yeah, AW. I mean, they're they're there to big men are there to make little men look good. That, that I mean that with that few exceptions. Bizarre what? How bizarre is that? Well, it's, it's it's Tony's fantasy writ large, and and it it couples with all of the people that form the company with him. Because they're little men who want the world to believe well, that right. they can be big men. I mean, you got I the box of the five eight or five seven, and Kenny Omega, who's five eight and a half, you know, and so he wants nah, the world to believe he's, he's not five eight. He's not five eight. Okay, he might be five nine. The, 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 to believe Maybe that he's, he's the best in the world. Look, the one thing you can say about the Bucks and Kenny, right? At least, especially even the Bucks, 
you can say they, you know, they, 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 they broke the business essentially, right? But at the same time, they innovated it in terms of selling merch and the way merch got sold, especially on the independent scene. So you got to give them that credit, you know, that they hustled, dude. I, I, you know I mean? absolutely easily admit that the Young Bucks are the most important tag team of the last dozen years. You, that it's hard to argue that, man. It, Whether you really like it or not, they Whether are. Whether you like it or not, it's it's facts. It's true. It is what it is. And believe me, I hated the Bucks from the first time I, I saw me. If you remember, Jeff, do you remember Ms. Generation Me? I do. Barely, but I do. I mean, I wouldn't if they didn't yeah. become the Young Bucks and famous later, but uh, but yes, I do. Jimmy, you're having some tech connectivity problems there, so I don't know if folks hear you or not. I know I don't. Ta da ta da ta da 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 There we are, there we are, there we are. Did you hear what I said last? Not a word. Yes, I remembered if they were Generation Me, and I said, yes, I did. But only because they became the Young Bucks. Otherwise, they would. Thank you, Facebook users. Whoever that is, it's a conspiracy, dude. I don't know what's going on with my internet lately, but uh, the minute I mentioned the Bucks, <laughs> shit went haywire. But uh, yeah, like whether you hate them or love them, they 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 really are. They're they're the, the most important team. I, in the I last, have told you, know, you so many times: stop expecting and asking for a refund from Epstein Island. <laughs> you talking to me? Yeah. Come on, dude. I was never part of that shit. I'm not into that. I don't know about you, Jeff. Come on now. Young women with sex mm-hmm. on an island? No, of course not. Mm-hmm. Who likes that? Mm-hmm. I wonder. Ooh. 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 <laughs> anyway, let's just fucking move on with the point. Whose would be titillated by those guilty pleasures? Ooh. Ooh. No anyway. No one. no one. I watch wrestling. Um, <laughs> that's right. Wrestling. Like, like the bunch of sad guys that we are. No. Like I'm going to Epstein <laughs> Island, please. Like, take me for free. No, I'm sorry. I'd rather I'm watch blokes. I have a podcast to do Topless. that 12 people are going to listen to. Sorry. That's right, man. <laughs> it doesn't matter. At least there's 12 people listening, dude. That's all That's that matters. Right. But Keith Lee and Swear Strickland end up cutting a promo on Private Party, volunteering to put the tag titles on the line in a match. That's part, best Jimmy part of the show Allen? was this promo. And the and the saddest thing is that they have to make sense as to why they they keep getting booked against teams that aren't in the top five. This is becoming the the their gimmick is that they're they're facing unranked teams. Yeah, I mean, does the tag belts even mean anything anymore in AEW? Clearly, the trios are the tag belts from well, now on. Well, you also have. Uh, I'm going to read that <laughs> in a second. But you also have FTR walking around with three title belts. Young Bucks are just a call. Oh, sorry. One that's obs. Oh, that's well, yeah, you. I, I, Who are sure. you, Facebook user? Reveal I'm not yourself. Sure I know what all of that even means, and I'm glad that I don't. Well, apparently they're a call back to Epstein Island. No, no, I've read it. I just, I'm just whatever that sure. means. I don't whatever know that what means. it means, and I'm glad I don't. I don't want it explained. And and professor, you don't have to explain it because I have a feeling that's you. Do you think that's a professor? You know what? I need to find out. I need to know who the hell that is, but I can't see it, which is odd. I don't know. I, I, I sort of like that our audience is getting a little bit more freakish, so that, that's pretty good. <laughs> I do want to point out. We're too normal for uh, wrestling. Whoever that was that said that, you know they're good little Christian boys, right? They're Christian as fuck. <laughs> 
apparently. Looks yeah, like uh, yeah. I, I, I know that the, the weirdo you... discount Steven Seagal Buckfather is, is you know, evangelical hmm. pastor Buck. I wonder what they're really implying, Jeff. I mean, is it because they're two good boys, if you know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't want to figure out. Like I told, like I said, <laughs> or like Facebook user typed during the skirmish, the answer is always penis. Yes, absolutely. It, it almost always is penis, unfortunately. Well, fortunately, I'm going to assume here that, that I'm not far off. So. <laughs> 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 let's move on <laughs> all right let's let's move on <laughs> speaking of moving on we get the ftw champion hook who is in the ring for an interview with tony skiavone no hook response confirms that no reaction whatsoever crowd dead no reaction hook confirms that the ftw title is always up for an open challenge reality tv superstar zach clayton interrupts and challenges hook for a tour to a title match, Hook beckons him to the ring, but Clayton comes up with a lame excuse to delay the title match for next week. Again, I'm going to ask you this one more time, Jet. Who the fuck is Zach Clayton? Well, I, I know of two NFL wide receivers named Mark Clayton. I remember the movie Michael Clayton. I know that Jim Ross said he's never seen anybody connect with an audience as organically as Hook as the audience is basically dead and I'm hearing crickets. I have no idea who Zach Clayton is. I know who Zach Snyder is. Um, maybe Zach Clayton can can direct the DC movie and come up with something decent. Maybe, I don't know who, but, Zach, don't know who Zach Clayton is. Like I said, he's off the rack, Pat McAfee. I mean, it's like Pat and, McAfee and anyone from Jersey Shore had a child. Geez, can you imagine... Um, the situation doing commentary or some shit every week on AEW. I mean, the situation is probably my age. You think like the Jersey shore was when I was like just out of law school, which is like, I'm like 25 or 26. So what were they? I remember that. Like it was yesterday, bro. Come on. 22. I mean, so he's really, was it that long ago now, man? He's probably 50. Shit. What about, um, Paulie? I don't know. I, I don't know. I saw Snooky recently doing an ad for um against the Mehmet Oz in um in Pennsylvania. Oh, the doctor. Yeah, she, I mean, I wouldn't know her if she didn't say it was Snooky because she's. I mean, she looks like she's like two hundred and seventy eight pounds. What? How how much? Two seventy eight. That's fucking big, bro. Yeah, I mean, she's a tank, bro. Listen, she, she she was a good haircut and a tanning salon difference from being that woman the the Kid Rock was sitting next to at SummerSlam. Oh no, no doubt about it. Absolutely, man. All she needed to do was start eating, you know, a bit of junk food every night, and she would blow up in a heartbeat, bro. Pun intended. Yeah. And personally, she was ugly, man. Yuck. I wouldn't. Seriously, she was just. Anyway, who cares? Fuck, uh, Snooky. Fuck all of them at the Jersey Shore. Anyway, we also get Mark Henry interviewing Orange Cassidy and Ari Davari ahead of their main event match, which is coming up next, Jeff, because Orange Cassidy ends up defeating. That's what a main event it was, too, where Orange Cassidy defeats Ari Davari. But I'll explain to all our listeners and viewers that Davari offered Cassidy a chance to join the Trustbusters. All he has to do is lay on the mat for a pin. Cassidy lays on the mat but keeps rolling away when Davari tries to pin him playing him like a fiddle. Later on, Cassidy escaped a sleeper hold by putting his hands in his pockets. 
The best friends get into it with the trust buses on the outside. And Cassidy puts the worry away with the orange punch. The brawl between the trust buses and best friends makes its way into the ring as Parker Bordreau is beating everyone's ass. But not this ass because Sonny Kiss runs in and confronts Parker. Kiss abruptly turns around and kicks Cassidy in the balles as Bordreau takes out Orange Cassidy and Kiss celebrate with the trust busters. As Rampage goes off the air. So, Jeff, I guess Bordeaux and Sunny Kiss and Makeup. Is that what we can call the team? That's exactly right. They're they're the new they're the new Killer Cross and Scarlet Boudreaux. <laughs> it's now it's now Kiss and Boudreaux the new it couple. Yeah, this was terrible. Oh. You, you you don't go on TV for two years and to make yeah. a, a heel turn to be on in essence, something that's equivalent to the the wingmen or the factory. By the way, if you take a business card, does that mean that you are instantly agreeing to take someone's services? Because I've passed out a lot of business cards in my life without there being a positive response. To that I mean, yeah, ask boys. Yeah, I, I'm just wondering if, if if it works differently in in wrestling. If you take a business card, you, you're you've been you've accepted somebody's services all right now the, 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 this was terrible and I, I must remind everyone that orange cassidy had won the best of three against chris jericho he recently took wardlow the tnt champion to the limit he recently had what some including my co-host calls a classic match with Will Ospreay, one of the best in the world you're gonna give me and i'm no, gonna what, be told no, this, this, for the rest of my life. This, this is about Orange Cassidy. Stop. Just calling it. I was sorry. This, this is about Orange Cassidy being, oh. you know, giving the top tier talent, taking them to the limit or beating them. Yet Ari Davari takes him to the limit. Ari Davari, who's nobody, nowhere, anyway, and and never has been. He was a jobber in NWA a few weeks ago. All I say is his brother is much better than Ari. Just saying. Well, Ari but, um, tried out twice this year to be a producer for WWE. He was on a couple shows, and they said, nah, thanks, but no thanks. Oh, well, Facebook user also says Cassidy took Adam Cole's unbeaten record a month before Cole had a title shot. But huh. that's not official, though, Facebook user. I was Come on now. It was unsanctioned. <laughs> yet, yet, he, yet he needs – he can barely get past Ari Davari. And listen, the only thing I can say about this is, is since I think the best friends are junk – uh, group and Orange Cassidy is a comedy wrestler who long since stopped being funny. That um, him in a feud with a garbage bottom low card uh, faction is fine by me. This is where it belongs, but I'm sure that's not what Tony's intention is. Tony's intention is to make this garbage bottom of the barrel faction seem seem elevated. Yeah, no, you're right. That's exactly what he what he's trying to you know do. But and it makes me think to what you said earlier. Clearly, you know how big guys are there that make little guys look tough, right? Mm-hmm. Clearly, that's his own ego, like, you know, being played in front of us because, you know, he always wanted to be a professional wrestler probably. And since he can't, he's too old or whatever, whatever the case, little guys are representing, they're the TKs. So all the little guys, you know, winning world championships is essentially TK winning world titles, bro. Well, well he also has his action figure version of Brock Lesnar as his fake yeah. employee in this working for him that he can beat up whenever Enjoy. he wants, right? He's he, he's he's got his his he's got his little indie wrestler 
in in the form of Slim J, and, and then he's got his full well, representation in, in Sunny Kiss. That it's all right there in, in his little faction. Reckon he kisses Sunny Kiss. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, he's more of a hugger, <laughs> isn't he? Uh, yuck. I don't know what's going on with that company. It's a weird company, dude. When when you really break it down, it's you know they used to say ECW was the land of the misfits. <laughs> I don't know if ECW's got anything on AEW right now, man. Honestly, yeah, think about it. Different. I mean, uh, listen, whatever we think Tony Khan is doing, that's what everyone in ECW is doing for breakfast. You know, and so I mean, most <laughs> most of the people in in, in AEW will sit at home binge watch netflix and game on twitch they're, they're, they're not living wild crazy lives which is nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that that's I mean, what i'm saying that's nothing means, like ecw right. at all no I mean, those, well, guys live, I mean, those guys live their gimmicks or their gimmicks were them no legit that's true man and we'll probably never have you know those type of rock star professional wrestlers of yesteryear like you know ever again and that's probably why we'll never and i don't like saying this because i don't believe like there were ever like to me i think there's always an opportunity for professional wrestling to go full circle right there's always a down period there's always an up period right i feel like right now we're on the verge of moving up a little bit right and i'm not saying totally and when i say moving up i'm talking about where you know we're going to break that maybe you know three million a week sort of thing Hopefully we go back to those numbers back in the nineties. Even you mean, people you mean forget for the eighties. Sorry, you mean one show getting three million viewers or more? Well, yeah, one show, maybe maybe two shows, three if if you want to call like you know Dynamite Rampage. I mean Dynamite. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm talking about you know particularly AW and WWE anyway. Non PLE you know events. I mean, listen, there's right. really no reason that like a Battle of the Belts type show shouldn't do much better than it's doing. I mean, Saturday Night's main event used to do a few – it didn't do Saturday Night Live numbers, but it did several million viewers. Uh, well, in the 80s, Saturday Night's main event actually had one of the highest rated wrestling shows of all time. If you remember, it was Andre against uh, Hogan again. Yeah. Actually, right? they did have – You got game. over 10 million. Over yeah. 10 million, dude. They actually had a couple of episodes that, that exceeded Saturday Night Live, but Saturday Night Live was in some doldrum years, and you know, those were some and those are some of the exceptional cards and whatever. Oh, it, absolutely. You know. And as a matter of fact, Jeff, Saturday night's main event actually felt like a pay-per-view when you think about it. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be. a condensed one at that though, but it still it felt like a big deal. Whereas these Battle of the Belts, first of well, all, I don't even know when they're on. There's right. no build. There's nothing to it. There's just nothing. Well, and it was well, second-grade titles getting defended. Well, yeah, but it was supposed to be like a quasi-pay-per-view, except... Like a clash Tony, of champions, right. Yeah, but but Tony needs... He needs to do these special shows to, to even maintain his his viewership. So so the Battle of the Belts can't be all these special matches because then nobody will watch the pay-per-views or, or his shows dip down to... You know, that, that 950 is is a soft 950 and he knows it because shows I mean, don't they, grow audiences after three years they just don't and it's been three years already Fuck. wow it's been three yeah, years no, and, and they 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 have still never gotten more than their week one audience you know what jeff before we actually take it home 
I want to ask you a question. And I'm starting to get a bad feeling. I don't know, but I could be wrong. But do you possibly think AEW can even last another five years? AEW can last as long as the Tony way they're Khan going right to now. Pay for it. Right. Um, but I I think it's at least 50-50 that Discovery doesn't pick up their option for 24 or at least doesn't give any sort of significant raise in 24. And then it's just how long am I going to lose money for? I know his father won't tolerate that, but if Tony's like, I'll foot the bill, Adam, he'll be like, fuck it, I don't care. It's your money. You know, just running the trust. Fair enough. I mean, whatever. Yeah, look, for for the sake of professional wrestling, it's a good thing that AEW exists. But boy, am I sick of this company, dude. I'm sick of just everything about them. And I'm not talking about the wrestlers or the wrestling per se. It's just more, I've said this week in, week out, it's what the company stands for. It's what the company portray, the way they portray themselves and who they are and blah, blah, blah. I'm just so over it, man. They're fans. Their fans are so. And they're fans. Absolutely. I hate them. So hideous. Hideous is being nice, Jeff. (laughs) Seriously. They're on another level, bro. Completely. Completely. Think about back in the day, like WCW and WWE, even ECW, man. All right. During that whole time. I don't remember the fan bases being at each other's throats the way it is today. It was never like that, dude. It was I mean, really the, never the, like the that. Yankees and the Red Sox aren't like this. It's 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 yeah. just weird. But it what's weird about it is how much full faith and credit and full love and unconditional devotion was given before they even put on a match. You're right. Uh, Facebook user says I keep seeing stuff from what culture about how healthy AEW is and how likely they are to get a raise. When their option is up, I'm with Jeff. I have serious concerns. First of all, what culture is garbage? I just want to say, right? That's that's first of all. Second of all, Jeff is right. I'm I'm agreeing with Jeff too. I mean, listen, I, I I I would like for anyone to show me any objective sign that 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 that's that they are healthy. I mean, even if they you know. You can point to the ratings on Wednesday nights, so that's fine, but it's not like you ever hear Discovery talking proudly about it. In their upfronts, they didn't even invite them to the advertising thing. They never threw that's them that party too. that Khan kept talking about. They had their name yeah. once on on one of their slides, but on the on the we're proud to be associated with these brands. There was no AW on that slide. But more importantly than that, there's no TV deal for Ring of Honor. Um they uh uh oh geez, what are they? there's like a whole bunch. Oh, Discovery, they want to cut $3 billion. No scripted shows. All sports are going to streaming. They cancel Batgirl. They're canceling all sorts of shows left and right. I mean, what sign is there? This is, I mean, this almost has nothing to do with AEW. What sign are you, is anyone seeing telling you that Discovery is so invested? What Do they really care so much about the number one slot on Wednesday night? I mean, if they cared, if, if they thought it was so great, wouldn't Ring of Honor be at least on one of their other channels? They have 30. Yeah, and I'm telling you now, Ring of Honor ain't getting no TV deal. It's not happening. And what's this actually, Jeff, before we go, I wanted to ask you this because you might know more about it, but what's this about TK not signing the paperwork correctly and that uh, Sinclair still has some sort of ownership? Over Ring of Honor, what's going on there? The truth is, I don't know exactly what's going on. I've I've seen the same stuff you have. I've seen some other stuff. There's actually some stuff that I forwarded to you. Right. I, here, here's a couple things I know. That originally, when Tony Khan filed for the Ring of Honor's whatever it's acquisition company LLC, 
it was initially rejected. Clearly, he's gotten that fixed. Um, okay. I don't know why it was rejected. It could have just been that they forgot to submit a payment. I mean, it, it could be something as simple as that. It doesn't mean anything nefarious. It could just be plain incompetence. It's also true that they did not register the trade name Ring of Honor in Florida until June of 2022. Well, is is that a big deal or not? I mean, Ring of Honor store still existed. Um, Sinclair in... Okay, Ring of Honor is not a publicly traded company, but it is a separate corporation under Sinclair LLC, which is a publicly traded corporation on the Amex, I believe. But they put out a statement to their shareholders, and it said Sinclair has sold some of its Ring of Honor assets to uh, Ring of Honor Acquisitions Company LLC. So the word Mm -hmm. some, you know, some could be 99%. Some cannot be all. There's still some things that show Rob Feinstein as as an owner. The other thing going Mm -hmm. around is that apparently the DMCA, the copyright strikes, have been issued by someone named Don Stevens, who may or may not be Aubrey Edwards and or someone named Jim Jones, who is the vice president of uh, like web media, something like that for AW. And they use the Jacksonville Jaguars office address and their ticket office, the Jacksonville Jaguars ticket office for the phone number. And then the personal Google number. That's just a few numbers off this guy, Jones's personal number that never goes anywhere. So technically they never, and the, and the agent listed is still Sinclair broadcasting. Does this matter? I don't really know because I, I I mean, because it, there's no dispute that AEW owns AEW's copyright. So if the right person is sending the DMC notices, that might be a technical violation. But there's a lot of right. things that okay, the FTC could find them, but it doesn't it doesn't change things. But do they not own Ring of Honor copyrights? We don't know that because we don't know what that some assets are. And then there was some conversation with Joe Koff saying he's really upset that Tony Khan's been dragging his feet and that and that they were supposed to close in April and they didn't close right. until May and this that and the other thing. But then again, Joe Koff is the guy who led the team who led Ring of Honor into doom for five i mean they're the ones that committed ring of honor to all in and didn't get didn't secure the rights didn't get all of the main players on contract extensions basically joe Koff said hey we'll pay for this and you guys can form aw from it cool hey great so <laughs> and, and so who you know who's to really believe him and then who's to really believe sinclair who's keeping joe coffin as their point man there so i mean right. it, it's sort of it's it, it, there's like a circle of boobery here um, so I don't know. Uh, I'm looking into some of it. I'm going to try to dig into the copyright thing first, even though I, I really don't think that's that's of. It's probably something like the FTC could find them like five hundred dollars or something for, you know, for so that. It's it's, it's, it's not like consumer fraud. Yeah, I, I think it's a technicality. It's like you you don't have the right resident agent, but you still can find the company. But it is still it's still shady. I mean. It's we know clumsy, that AEW's man. been sharing offices with the Jacksonville Jaguars a lot, but to use the ticket office for the Jacksonville Jaguars as the phone number and to use fake names and fake accounts, that's 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 chintzy. I mean, WWE uses a, a real email. It's not a person. It's a corporate address. So no human being gets harassed and gets identified. I mean, you can do that. that can, that's the nice thing about having an agent and having the contact information, but the contact information is fake. So you can't successfully contest these and uh you know that's why only friendly sites have been having copyright disputes resolved favorably 
That's why he's the resident lawyer of the PwC, folks. See? Yeah. Great information, even though you still don't know what's going on 100%. Still, that made me, like, understand a few things. So I'm I'm grateful for that at the very least. So thank you, Jeff. But sure. you know what, Jeff? Since we're about to hit the hour mark, let's take it home, man. It was, I don't think there's Do much it. more to talk about. So, Jeff, tell them where they can find, man. Uh, on uh, Twitter, at MD. Uh, oftentimes you can find me next to Jimmy, oftentimes with the PwC and some of these other fine networks and shows that you see up here. Um, my uh, my wrestling show with my co-host Steve Pena is Hammerlock Hangover. You can find it at the PwC, PW Hustle, uh, Wrestling Soup Network, etc. And I have a non-wrestling podcast called Garden of Doom, which is more like occult and esoteric, uh, cryptids, UFOs, things that go bump in the night occasional pop culture um stuff like that and it's got a sister show called garden views they're on the same feed garden of doom also with all the same fine networks you're talking about including the Hami media group um and check them out garden views is more topical policy we did a we did a show on cannabis law a couple weeks ago um we've done a lot of uh, sort of space law what's going on in space and, and some other international offense i think you'll find it surprisingly interesting and there's also things like a mental health and student loans and commercial law uh, and then and then there's also some interesting interviews i did an interview with an nfl agent figure out what goes into doing that stuff like that so uh i, th- I think you'll find it surprisingly uh interesting um but check those things out that's where you can find me beautiful well put um if you want to follow me on twitter you can at the pwc network and dj mass effects Please like and subscribe right here at the pwcnetwork.popping.com. Also, channelattitude.com, the PW Hustle and Hamid Media Group, and also the blogpod.com. In saying that, I'm Jimmy T, he's Dr. Jeff Littman, and you've been listening and oh, and Lily, and you've been listening and watching the PWC Friday Night Carnage right here on the PWC Network. See you. Stable, my friends. Stick around, we're live soon.
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.